Hey, Teresa, are you ready to record? Yeah, I'm trying to earn my podcasting merit badge. It's Schmanners! I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. What is wrong with you? What do you mean? What are you doing? I'm trying to be a little more professional. I'm trying to bring... I, I don't know. I just was talking weird. You didn't say, my dear, and it's really bothering me. Oh, sorry, dear. Oh, How's okay. that? Okay, thank you. Now we can start. Hi, how Hello. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Tomorrow is my birthday. Yeah. I'm turning um, 26. Mm. That's my press age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited. I love my birthday. Very excited. But that's not what we're talking about. But I'm just excited because it's also my older brother Justin's birthday tomorrow. Right. Probably when people hear this. It's yes. the 8th. The 8th is both mine and Justin's birthday as well as. My older sister. Yes, we're all born on November 8th. In fact, Teresa's older sister and I were born on the exact same day, same year, I think like six hours apart or something. Something like that, but in different states. Yes. Yes, we weren't like twins or whatever. Like we weren't, that was clear, right? Everybody yes, like, okay. I think it was. Um, And, and I, um, I'm just so excited to be recording with you. It feels like the first time. <laughs> um, And we're talking about somebody who up until about, 45 seconds ago, I did not know the name, did not know anything about. Mm. So who is this person and what do they do? We are going to discuss Juliet Gordon Lowe. Okay. Who is not something, someone that you would think of as far as etiquette or manners goes, but I think that her contribution, which was basically... Um, founding the Girl Scouts of America uh-huh. um, based on the Girl Guides, which is something the English do. Anyway, anyway, founding that in America, I think in the USA, excuse me, is something that really bettered the lives of people everywhere. Um, it went international and it's... It's kind of like she's one of those bridge builders between the Victorian era sensibilities and the turn of the century sensibilities. You know what I mean? Yes. Probably mostly in that I'm pretty sure Victorian women didn't like go outside and do stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and it seems like the Girl Scouts go outside and do stuff. Sure. Well, so the thing is like it, it started to really chip away at the gender norms that are associated with the Victorian era. Now, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that it didn't, at the turn of the century, also include gender norms that we uh, know today are arbitrary. Um, but it, it, it was that first kind of delicate toe in the water towards the, the kind of freedom 
for people to express themselves differently. I, I also have to imagine that it was a new kind of turn towards self-reliance. Certainly. Of like, you should be able to like build a fire and do these things and like be able to take care of these. I'm guessing here based on my minimal knowledge of, of Victorian era uh, norms. Yeah. Um, now, were you a Girl Scout? I was. And you were also a Boy Scout, right? Um, there, when I was in high school, there was a, um, I, I guess I want to say a kind of girl allowed, um, branch, branch, of, yeah. yeah, branch of the Boy Scouts called Explorers. I wonder how many people thought that when I asked you that question that I was making some kind of weird joke, but that actually is a thing. It actually I, is a thing. Yes. Yeah, Cause I remember you telling me once about like going sailing or something as yeah, part of it. There's, there's a Boy Scout camp in Florida called Sea Base. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, not to be confused with Sea Bass. Right. The fish. Or we, Lance Bass. We really wanted to go. We wanted the opportunity to to do the same thing that the Boy Scouts were doing. So we became Explorer Scouts. Our whole Girl Scout troop applied and received a, I guess, a troop edge in the Explorer Scouts. And so we went down to Sea Base and we sailed an 80-foot schooner mm. all around the Keys. Well, 80 foot, that's good. I don't know anything about it. I was uh, I was a Cub Scout and very, very briefly mm. a Boy Scout. Uh, I did not care for it. Little, uh, this is the thing about me. Anytime something is expected of me and I'm not choosing to do it, it I, I find it very uh, boring. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I was like, oh, I have to come to stuff. No, thank you. I just wanted uh, the popcorn and the race cars, please. Thank you <laughs> it really helped that my mom was the troop leader. Yeah. That really helps. I did do, like I said, I did do some scout stuff, but like never enough that it stuck. You know? I um, was in it all throughout my school years. Um, is there like I a version finished... of Eagle Scout in the Girl Scouts? There is. Um, so, uh, it's it's kind of more you get awards so there's like the gold award um which is like achieving the eagle scout rank it's the same did deal. you get it i did not oh, i got you... the silver award so you came second i came in girl second scouts. in girl scouts um still better than me i didn't get any awards because i had to i had to bow out of my troop um can i guess because of theater well, I was just doing too many extracurricular uh-huh. activities. Junior year of, no, it was sophomore year. Sophomore year of high school, um, I was taking dance classes. I was taking voice lessons. I was in show choir. Um, I was in speech and debate. I was in theater. What did you do in speech and debate? Uh, prose poetry. Okay. It's in, in Ohio, it's combined. Anyway, anyway. I did anyway. H-I-D-I. And and duo perform. It's not important. It's not important. We'll do okay. a whole episode about speech. Oh, we should do speech and debate competition uh, etiquette. Everyone I mean, would be fascinated. Debate should. etiquette might be good to do. Maybe we'll like hold on to that until like the next big election. Darling, we digress. Yes. Okay. So Juliet Gordon Lowe was born in Savannah, Georgia. That was that was a canned <laughs> water, not a beer. I'm having a fizzy water. Savannah, Georgia in 1860. Um, And she was actually born to a fairly wealthy and um, high status family. Um, And 
throughout her life, she was kind of known as a little bit eccentric, a little bit clumsy, very imaginative, very artistic. She loved um, painting and pottery and music and, and things like that. Fun stuff. But she was very sickly as well. Um, she suffered from what was called at the time brain fever at one point. Okay. She got malaria several times. Now, brain fever is one of those things that people kind of gave a catch-all name yeah. to a bunch of different stuff that we know now was like, okay. Right. Um, like I said, malaria. She had um, recurrent ear infections. Um, but that didn't stop her from really being kind of... I don't know, a tour de force, basically. Um, and it was reading about her. She was such a free spirit. It was it's it was pretty awesome. I recommend that you you read about her her younger days. Um, but she got married to um, a millionaire husband. And this was what year? I mean, around what time? Like oh, the- when she got married? Yeah. Well, it, she was raised in the Victorian era. So um, she got married. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be exact. We're talking 1860s, 70s? Yeah, yeah. So like a million dollars was still a big deal. Not like now oh. where like everyone has a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know how like every, like you can work at McDonald's and make a million dollars now because money is worthless and mostly <laughs> people just use it? That like they throw it in big barrels to burn for heat? And to cook, you know, shanks over. You know. There are various shanks that they, I don't know, found. I don't know where shanks. It's not important. But a million dollars. 1886. Okay, so let me look. In 1886. Okay, you keep talking. Okay. Um, So one of the nicknames that she earned as a young child was Daisy. Uh, And because of, like I said, all of her you know, eccentricities, they called her Crazy Daisy, which Uh I think is really cool because the first level of Girl Scouts are called Daisies. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Okay, well here, okay. Okay. To give you all an idea, because I looked it up. A million dollars in 1885 would be equal to the buying power of $25 million in 2017. All right. So, like, an, <laughs> an increase of almost 2,500%. Great. So, just to give you a, you all an idea of, like, what we're talking about here. I'm always interested in looking that up because, <laughs> like, you know, you don't always jump to, like, making the conversion. And you're like, oh, a million dollars, pretty cool. And it's like, well, a million dollars was probably very rich in yeah. the Victorian um, so they, being rich, purchased several homes, both in the United States and abroad, mm-hmm. um, one of which was in England. I've heard of it, yes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where uh, I think the tea and the queen is? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so in England is where she became acquainted with the girl guides. Okay. Which... Uh, I would say that Girl Scouts began as kind of formulated on, um, and there is a Girl Scouts and Girl Guide alliance. Uh, really? Like they fight crime together, or is it more like if one gets attacked, <laughs> the other one is committed to like? It's more like they share similar ideals. 
Oh, okay. And they have formally aligned So it's each about other. how they vote when it comes to, like, the Elimination Council? Like, who has to get off the island? Mm-hmm. I'm just... He, okay, listen. You can roll your eyes at me all you want to, but the the word alliance just conjures to it so many amazing images to my head. I love that idea of, like, girl guides. We must call upon you now in our hour of need. <laughs> of course you do. Um... So I want to talk a little bit about those are the the kind of like biography business. So Uh I want to talk about how I relate this to etiquette. Okay. Um, Like I said, um, in in the turn of the century, we were starting to move away from this idea that there were boy activities and girl activities, you know, with quotes around. Mm -hmm. Right. And. Uh, Juliet Gordon Lowe was kind of a, a person who was like, these are things that every person should know. Things like how to communicate with each other, um, how to behave in society, as lo- you know, along with how to cook and how to Splint build a fire a wound. and Is how. That a thing? Sure, yeah, first aid, absolutely. Um, so this is this was kind of regarded as like radical thinking at the time of the inception. But as the turn of the century rolled over, obviously, this is something that really permeated the rest of society. So I think I think that is really where this idea of her as how I feel etiquette and manners, you know, interact in life. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. What, what we really mean when we say, like, etiquette and manners, a big part of that is, for better or for worse, social norms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when you consider, like, ooh, that's not polite, a lot of that stuff that you see in movies, especially, like, about Victorian age and, like, watch five seconds of Downton Abbey, is, like, that that's not a woman's place. Who? <laughs> Oh my girls don't get money. And it's like that that kind of thing it wasn't that there was anything inherently bad about it, but so it was just the social norms mean that it was considered rude or impolite or just not done. Him a ha him him him. Exactly. And so I'd like to go over now these are the modern um kind of merit badges <gasps> that one can <laughs> what? I'm excited to hear about. Oh, them. okay. But before I let you do that, we're going to write a thank you note to our sponsor. Awesome. Schmanners is sponsored in part this week by Bombas. Bombas! Feature, that feature, socks that feature, excuse me. <laughs> Listen, we're so excited to tell you about Bombas. <laughs> we can't even get our words straight. Can't even get it out. Listen, um, you know when you're a kid and... It's getting near Christmas, getting the holidays, and what's the one thing no kid wants to get? You know, socks. socks. But here's the thing, y'all, when you're an adult, <laughs> socks get you very Twitter-baited. You get very excited about socks. Because these feature an arch support system, a cushioned footbed, stay-up technology, seamless toes, and are super soft cotton. They are designed to be the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, and guess what I am wearing right now? I mean a t-shirt. Oh, Bomba socks. I put it up on your desk so you no, can see it. No, I can see it. it. The Bomba socks. And listen, here's what I love about them. 
what when we talk about like that art support thing, there's like a definite pattern where you could see what it is. So like it's very clearly they're not lying to you about <laughs> it. It's right there. It's in there. I can touch it. I'm and feeling it right the now. The socks are truly amazing. And here's the thing. Here's one of the things I've learned as I've gotten older. Like it's fun to do like big flashy things for yourself. But sometimes some of the best things you can do for yourself are just like little like, you know what? I'm going to make the decision today to like put on my good socks that yeah. I really like. Or like my favorite pair of underwear, that kind of thing. And so like, listen, if you're looking for a chance to treat yourself and do something nice for yourself, why not start with new socks? And you know what? You can do something nice for others at the same time. What? Because Bombas donates one brand new pair of socks for every pair they sell. So that means to date, they've sold and donated over 7 million pairs of socks. You get a good day, they get a good day. That's amazing. You get a good day, they get a good day. So what should people do? So uh, you should go to bombas.com slash schmanners. That's B O M B. A-S dot com. And you will get 20% off your first order with your order. 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 Yes. So excited. Oh, order code. Schmanners. You did it. Bombus.com slash manners code schmanners. You take the next one. You got it. Um, listen, if you've listened to me speak for longer than 15 seconds, you've probably heard me talk about Squarespace, how much I love them. I built the macroshows.com site there. I built... Um, Buttercup is a very good girl.com there. Um, I used it for just like random projects that I got excited about. Um, I used it for, there was a puzzle crawl here in Cincinnati and I used it to like build puzzles and puzzle answers for people. And you know why I did that? Because it's so easy and quick to use that it, it didn't make sense not to. That's the thing. When I had the idea to make a website dedicated to our dog Buttercup, it didn't make sense not to do it. Because Buttercup is a very good girl.com. And here's the thing. I've said that a lot, but there's a lot of things you need to know. At Squarespace, you can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can announce an upcoming event or special project and more. And here's some of the coolest stuff that Squarespace does. They have beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers that are optimized for mobile right out of the box, which is uh, so huge uh, these days. Like... It's so important. That was me hitting my hallelujah. There are so many, like, if I stumble upon a website that doesn't have it, I just leave that website. Oh, like, yeah. I can't. I can find uh, what I need someplace else. An analytics that will help you grow in real time, which is so important to know, to know where your people are coming from, what they're looking at, all that stuff, and 24-7 award-winning service and, and customer support. And let me tell you, you don't need to know anything about website building to build the website on Squarespace. Do you know code? Incredible. I don't. Do you code? No. no I don't bro. even code, bro. No. no, bro. Don't code. I don't code. But you can make an amazing website yourself without having to know any of those things. So head to squarespace.com slash schmanners for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code schmanners to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We also have a Jumbotron this week, and I'm going to try and redeem myself by reading Goodly. Hey, you have nothing to redeem yourself <laughs> from, baby. You're perfect. This because message, you're you. Oh, thank you, dear. This message is for Lauren from Jen. Jen writes, to my baby sister Herman, or Lauren, if you prefer. I'm buying this message on your birthday to say I'm so glad you're my sister. 
Thanks for joining me in my obsession with the entire extended McElroy family. I love you as always. Don't get hurt at CrossFit. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for finally being the one to step up and say, CrossFit, maybe it's dangerous. <laughs> Travis doesn't literally know anything about it, but maybe it's dangerous. So thank you, Jen. Lauren, Thank you for having a birthday, but mostly, Jen, thank you for being a whistleblower on CrossFit. <laughs> I don't think that's what this was a, really about. You don't think that's what the, the, this is a secret message that Jen is smuggling out of CrossFit? Like, no. Hey, it's dangerous. Okay. Is it dangerous? <laughs> I don't know anything about CrossFit. I mean, living is dangerous these days. So. Oh, my God. Teresa, so true. And so dark. dark. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together, we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And... I was two butts, 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 butts. Hey everyone, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos here to tell you about Story Break, a writer's room podcast where every week we, the Hollywood geniuses behind Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Thrill as we weave the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. We're going to double down on everything that made the prequels great. Jar Jar, <laughs> trade federation, <laughs> politics. Gasp as we assemble a pantheon of heroes for the Kellogg Cinematic Universe. We could get rid of Snap, Crackle, Pop. I wouldn't even miss them. You're crazy. They die in the second Oh, come on. <laughs> and join us as we make fun of Matt as he struggles to name a single Beyonce song. Well, yeah, put a finger on it. Sure, she wants to be Beyonce. Put a finger on it. Beyonce's <laughs> the famous song. Will we break the story or will the story break us? Find out by joining us in the writer's room every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Uh, hey, do you want to know some of the cool merit badges that you can get in the modern Girl Scouts? Yes. Um, so I think that this is very important. Like I explained to you, the very first tier, the youngins of the Girl Scouts are called daisies. These are some of the things that daisies get merit badges in. Okay. They, um, what they what they do is they make a little daisy on their uniform and they earn petals and all of these petals are, are named um, and they represent certain uh, life skills, Aww. right? That's so cute. So the names of the petals are Lupe, which is sta- which stands for honest and fair. Okay. Sunny, which stands for being friendly and helpful. Uh-huh. Zinny, which stands for being considerate and caring. Tula, which, cons- which stands for being courageous and strong. Mari stands for being responsible for what I say and do. Gloria stands for respecting myself and others. Jerry stands for respecting authority. And I looked this up as defined as like police officers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Clover stands for using resources wisely. 
Rosie stands for making the world a better place, and Vi being a sister to every Girl Scout. These are things that daisies learn. This is like, daisies are like kindergarten and first grade. Like wow. it's, it's amazing. These are life skills that they're building. Um, and I think that, that this these kind of ideals are the perfect building blocks for creating good human beings. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I, I actually looked it up while you were talking to see what age we were talking about and to see if we could just go ahead and get BB in there. <laughs> Not she's, yet. She's a little too young. Um, and then it, it really just expounds from there. When you become a, a brownie, which is the next step up, uh, you start really learning about STEM. Um, some of the patches you can earn are uh, fling flyer design challenge, programming robots, home scientists, what? space science adventurer. Whoa. Cyber- I want that. Wait, hold on. Jump back. Space science adventurer. I know, right? I would great. like to do that, please. Cybersecurity investigator. What? Yeah. Really great stuff. And then, I mean, it's still the life skills are still there. Fair play. Celebrating community. Selling delicious cookies. <laughs> My best self. Making friends. All that. Like, it's 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 wonderful. And I can really see these are not like the original merit badges. No, I, obviously. I should hope that in 1860 they didn't have a merit badge for like robot programming. <laughs> but how do I earn that? I don't know. It's up to you. We just come up with the merit badges. You make the robot. Probably something steampunky, I bet, because it's the Victorian era. But it's it's really about the sentiment, right? The way that the whole thing is designed um, and really contributes to the way that we think about manners and etiquette because you are learning these interpersonal skills, learning, you know, being responsible, um, and that translates to getting along better in the world. Okay. And that is why I chose Juliet Gordon-Lowe. Um, can I ask you two very important questions? Okay. First, did you enjoy your time as a Girl Scout? Is it the thing that you look back on, like, fondly and formatively? Absolutely. Uh-uh. Um, and although I don't remember a lot of the youngest parts of it, I do remember spending some really great time in camping-like situations, you know, because you're very young, mm-hmm. um, with my friends making crafts, um, you know, doing the whole campfire thing, um, sleeping outside, which, you know, exciting yeah. <laughs> at the time. Well, see, that's the thing. I didn't do so much Boy Scout, I did, but I did Awanas. And RAs, which is like, at least, I don't know if other denominations, but a very Southern Baptist form of like kind of Boy Scouts, just a lot more than you would expect, more than normal Bible based. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, a lot of those like going on camping trips and like learning how to like make a stove out of a coffee can and some cardboard and stuff. And the the emphasis I think that especially my mom as a troop leader really took was like, this is supposed to be fun and formative. Um, So it never really felt like, it didn't ever feel like school to me. Mm. It felt kind of like, 
it felt like achievements and awards and you know friend times and stuff like that and I don't think I really thought about the learning that I was doing until I became what they call a junior which is um like level three ish I think Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly um and that that was when you start thinking about like you you can um at, at certain Girl Scout camps, you become kind of like a junior counselor almost. Gotcha. Right? Now, the second very important question. Oh. Wait, you didn't let me finish. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just so excited. To As a junior, question. that's when I really discovered this idea of like shaping young people. It, it, so that was when it became more of like. Uh, like duty to self that mm-hmm. I felt and less like just like we're going on fun trips and stuff. But then it came back around and <laughs> when I when I became a cadet and a senior, that's when we did stuff like join the Explorer Scouts. And go to on go, that schooner. To go, sco- to go schooning. Schooning. To go sailing. And like, I, I mean, other stuff we like, I remember we went to Maine and we, went on a lobster boat and we caught lobster and ate it and, and like bit right into it right there <laughs> no and like did actually that lobster out of the ground real camping instead of like camping like activities mm-hmm. where we dug our own fire pits and like all this kind of stuff so like it like i said it came back around <laughs> went back to the super fun so second very important question what's the best girl scout cookie Samoas, which are also called caramel delights, depending upon which um, baker you get it from, and there are different regional bakers. Huh? So, you're very wrong. No, but the I'm problem not. is that you're very wrong because the peanut butter patties or the tagalongs are the best. No, followed by thin mints, especially mm. if they've been in the freezer. I do enjoy a thin mint, but you're wrong because Follow, the Samoas are the best. Followed by now in my wise old age. The shortbread slash trefoils, which I didn't used to enjoy as much, you know, because they were a little simpler. But now I can just sit down and eat a whole sleeve of them. And whereas I used to be able to eat a whole sleeve of them, so now that's a little too much. Then the caramel delights. Then the s'mores, because they're a little bit too much sometimes for me. Then, this is where it starts to get tough. I like the Toffee Tastic a lot, which I think is a newer one, right? Well, like I said, depending upon the bakers, they release different and new ones every every so often. There's mm-hmm. like a, a chocolatey, like dip shortbready one, the and there's a like a lemon dipped shortbready well, one. Well, there's the lemonade. The yes. lemon, and like for a while, there was a strawberry sandwich cookie that <sighs> had like a strawberry jam dot in the middle. Oh yeah, I remember that. I'm also, you know what? This is maybe a left fielder, but I'm a big fan of the Savannah Smiles. You know, the ones that have, like, the powdered sugar on them that are very lemony? Mm-hmm. Not a fan of the dosy dos slash peanut butter sandwich, you know? Those are BB's favorite. Well, yes, but she's a child. She doesn't know <laughs> I'm an adult. I know. That Samoas are the best no, ones. No, honey. Especially uh, frozen. Mmm, so good. peanut butter panties have chocolate i think that this is going to become like one of the contentions of our marriage listen i like cookies and if we're honest with people we buy like two boxes of each (laughs) and then we freeze them we put them in the freezer and we like snack on them all year long well not the shortbread ones you can't put those in the freezer the ones you can put in the freezer are the ones with the chocolate on the outside the peanut butter patties the thin mints the samoas 
the s'mores, which also very good. Oh. Um, but the the other ones, if you put them in the freezer, they get gummy. Yeah, so because they absorb eat... like the liquid in the air. Yeah, the moisture. So you need to eat those first. Or keep them in a sealed airtight container. But it's just that the shortbread slash tree foils are perfect for like a tea time or like a morning coffee. Or just crunch them up and sprinkle them over ice cream. Ugh. Most of them are good sprinkled up and crushed over ice cream. Hey, you know what? That's enough <laughs> about cookies. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Um, I've got a, another cuss show coming up, which if you don't know about is the Cincinnati Underground Society, where basically you buy tickets and I bring cool guests into town, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. You have to come and find out. Join the Secret Society. Uh, tickets are, I believe, 15 bucks, and you can go to bit.ly slash uh, cuss November 2018. It's on November 16th. Um, and it is, uh, in case it wasn't obvious from the name, in Cincinnati. Um, so it's going to help you just a ton if you're in the Cincinnati area. <laughs> also, the um, Adventure Zone graphic novel book two is available for pre-order now. You can go to theadventurezonecomic.com. And the New York Times best-selling book, The Sawbones Book, is available for purchase now. Woot, woot. You can get it at bit.ly slash the sawbones book. Um, I'm trying to think of other important things that you must know. Oh, join up for the McElroy newsletter if you haven't yet. That's bit.ly slash McElroy mail. And that's where you're going to start announcing a lot more stuff, right? Correct. Um, also, we've got a Candle Night show coming up. That's like the McElroy family non-denominational holiday coming up. Uh, it's December. Oh, I said it too soon. Hold on. It's December 22nd in Huntington, West Virginia. Tickets go on sale this Friday. If you go to, I'm going to say bit.ly slash Candle Nights 2018, you'll be able to get your tickets there. Um, let's see. What else, Teresa? What do, we, what do we always say? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentlefloss Black, for, the, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone, where those are found. Um, also, we thank Kayla M. Wassell for our beautiful Twitter thumbnail art. Um, go check out their portfolio. We also like to thank Keely Weiss Photography for our cover banner for the Fan Run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners, which you should join because it's a really great little community group and they give and get great advice. Um, so that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.